we started recording. This is where we Loosening do our perfunctory. Loosening tie, getting yeah, comfortable. Slowly. I got a haircut and everything. Yeah, so. nice haircut. Thank you. I We give this to the audio. The yeah, that's nice. true. Like, for them to know that I got a haircut. Well, so do you ever do this where you go in and just say, give me a haircut and you don't know what's going to happen? I mean, no, but that's because I have a specific, I like always just. How did you learn this? <laughs> to get a haircut. I don't know this. Well, I, my haircut is very simple. I go in and I say, shave it all off. So this is what I learned, like starting to do that in the last couple of years. I was like, I got an accidental buzz cut one day Uh huh. where I was just like, because when I was little, my mom used to tell them what to do. And then since then, I was like, so I just do what my mom told them to do, which is <laughs> she always said above the eyebrows, trim off the sideburns and make it like short or i would say business professional and i'd give them like an abstract term and then i started to learn they were like oh blend and so i was like blend it in the back that's the limit of my thing and then sometimes <laughs> they'd be like oh what like razor thing i should use and i was like four sounds like a good number. i do four on top three on the sides okay so i did four in the back thinking it's short and so that used to be the thing then one time i was like oh i like it really short and they usually do like four or so or less than that and then the lady just put it on like a two and went, Neow. and like, then I was like, I guess the rest of me will be the two as well. And it was a buzz cut. And I had like a peach fuzz. And then it just grew out for like six months. And then I was like, but that was really nice. So then I just started going in and going, just give me a buzz cut. Cause I like having like my hair cut like two to three times a year maximum. Oh yeah. Me too. I hate and so cutting my that's hair. why I like buzz cut six months later, I get super long hair and I like it and I'm fine with that. Went to New Zealand and they had all these interesting styles and I was like, I want to do this stuff. And like I go in and the haircut, well, I was terrified actually of going to a New Zealand barber because I was like, what if I say the wrong thing? <laughs> what if like they use different words for haircut? What if it's in metric? And like, I didn't know what the number, because I was like, I know fours and threes, but what if that's different in the metric system down under? And so only in like my last month in New Zealand was I like, I kind of want this kind of a haircut short on the sides and like long on top. And he was like, I got you, but your hair is really short. You'll do this. And then you come back in four weeks and then we'll fix it up and you might be able to make it work. And I was like, okay. And then I went back in four weeks, but then I forgot. (laughs) <laughs> and then in like the next two weeks, I left the country basically. And so came back here and I was like, I want that New Zealand cut. I don't know what it is. Ended up going here. And then it was just like short on the sides and longer in the top. And they had no idea what the hell I was talking about, but they would kind of do it. And they just basically gave me like a four all around. And then they kept it above the eyebrows on the top. Today I went in and I looked it up. I researched it because I didn't know the name. Looked it up through professional wrestling, of course. So I looked at the professional wrestler's hair and I was like, they have that haircut. What do they have? Went online and then I was like, what haircut does this wrestler have? Trent Seven, by the way, from uh, British UK WWE. Yeah, I have his haircut. Went online and then found out it's an undercut. Went in to the lady. Hey, I'd like an undercut. She then took a deep breath and was like, and I was like, why is she like? She's like, all right, that's exciting. Let's do this. Okay. (laughs) And undercut it is. And I was like, what did I just sign up for? (laughs) Then longest haircut of my life. One and a half hours. Three different people got their hairs done in the same amount of time as me with the other barber lady. And it was just, it was like getting three different haircuts at the same time. It was fascinating. But I had no idea what the end result was going to be. And she turned me away from the mirror. So I'm just sitting there for like an hour. And she's just cutting away, cutting away, cutting away. Then she puts it back and I get a little bit of a glimpse. Then she turns away and continues to work (laughs) on a different part of my head. Fascinating. Terrifying. 
I love it. You had a had a marathon haircut, and now you've got a good hairstyle. I just asked for it, and I was like, I don't. I just thought it was just going to be a little buzz cut, and that's it. No, there was a little man bun. There was a medium cut area. There was a long cut area where she trims it now. The weird thing at all of it, and then she taught me how to gel it and how to put properly what to do to it. There was a lot of effort into this haircut. And I've normally, I'm just a guy who's like, eh, cut it all off. So yeah, I have an undercut now. And this was the longest cold open ever. I assume we should trim this off. Just use a foreign. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. That's it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer. I'm your host, T-Man, and I'm here with... Harvey Z, in the place to be. With the haircut to be. Eh? Eh? You didn't rhyme it. I was going for it. Wait for the... What are you going to rhyme with cut? And then with the haircut to... But? Had potential. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But. With the haircut to butt. Nope. Still flat. We'll, We'll workshop it. I don't yeah. think we need to. Yeah, it's, we don't. We're not going to workshop that one. No, the haircut. It's just insider. That's that's making sausage. They don't need to know my haircuts. Okay. All right. Um. So we've got some news today. Uh, the, a lot actually went down in this last week. It, it was kind of a crazy gaming news week. I hear I was like everything's been quiet on the Western Front. No. Oh no. God no. Um. Are you ready to take down the man? There's so many men these days. Yeah, but sure. this, this like this this episode is like raging against the machine. We're gonna go against our co- corporate overlords because there's all sorts of I'm down corporate bullshit going on this week that uh, okay we're gonna be reporting on. So this is the underground radio, the stick it to the man episode. Yeah, this is this is the stick it to the man episode. We're doing the uh, this is where the revolution begins right here. Okay. On make me a gamer. Power to the people. Make me a gamer. <laughs> But first, let's talk about Spider-Man. That's sort of sticking it to the man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Quite literally. Oh, God. I just got that. <laughs> sticking it. Spider-Man. Ah, that was awful. Anyway, uh, so the new trailer for the new Spider-Man movie came out today before the podcast. Uh, and we both watched it. Even though you don't normally watch trailers unless you absolutely have to, like in a movie theater, right? Like X-Men 2, I think, is when it started. Like way back, I just started to realize I enjoy movies if I just go in cold. Marvel movies, all of them. I know I'm going to watch it. Why get spoiled to it? And I hate the trailers that show you every single part of the story. Yeah. So some companies do worse on that. Like usually the first trailer is at most a teaser trailer. Yeah. I don't mind that. Um, but then, like, the final trailer, like, a month before the movie comes out, just spoils the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did that with the last Spider-Man movie. So I've watched this one. I'm not going to watch any other trailers for it unless I accidentally see them. Because I've got exactly the amount of information I need from this trailer, which is Mysterio is in the movie. Spoilers, buddy. Spoilers. Oh, come on. It's not going to be spoilers. Like, this has been known... So, it was very interesting because they never officially announced Mysterio was going to be in the movie or who was cast as him, even though everyone kind of knew for like the last year. How did they know? Uh, set pictures, spoiler type things. Uh, like people just he saw, saw them on set. Yeah. 
but they never officially announced it, I don't think, until this trailer came out. Okay. So everyone was super hyped to like get to actually see Mysterio in action. And he has the fishbowl. Like yes. they did the full costume with the fishbowl helmet, and I am so excited. Like Mysterio is my favorite Spider-Man villain. I love Mysterio. You and Kevin Smith as well. The director. <laughs> like, like I like Mysterio too, but not as like a beloved character. We got Green Goblin like three fucking times. Okay, That's true. you know we got freaking Sandman. True. True. You know what? I uh, Mysterio. Oh, I love. I have him. one more that I'm hoping for. You, I'm gonna guess. Craven? Yes. Yeah. I want to see Craven the Hunter. Just yeah. in a ridiculous accent. That's all I care about is the <laughs> accent. Yeah. I'm hoping that he pops in there. Maybe there's a second he, villain. He's uh I don't think you're gonna see him in this movie. Okay. I I'm not gonna say anything else because I know a little bit more about oh. other stuff. So I just have the trailer. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm annoyed at the trailer because I can figure out where this is going, but I've read a lot of comic books. Yeah. So I'm so, like, oh, this is the story. Well, so, okay, so here's my hypothesis as okay. to what's going on. And this is... Based like, on just trailer knowledge. Ba- based on just trailer knowledge. Like, the only other knowledge I have at the moment is uh, another side character or two that's also going to be in the movie. Please don't tell me. But I'm not going to yeah. tell you. And it's not related to this hypothesis. Because the first Spider-Man did such a good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, was that what you were spoilered to? What? Who the villain was? Oh, you mean like in relation to that was one of the best moments. Yo, in that Spider-Man reveal. Homecoming. Oh yeah, so the reveal. So, yeah, I was like, this is a that good movie. Was not this spoiling. is okay. And then I saw that and I was like, holy shit! This yeah, movie exactly. Is amazing. Now. <laughs> I'm all in. Before I was like, oh, this is cool. This is nice. Yeah, it's not the. I did Spider-Man not of my see youth. it coming at all. Did not see it yeah, coming that, at all. That was Loved well it. done. So that's what I'm hoping for from this movie. Which is why I want to avoid as many other spoilers because I'm like, okay, I have my hypotheses. I'd like to hear yours. Yeah. Totally. So, so my hypotheses is is. It, from the trailer, it looks like Mysterio is going to be some sort of hero or acting like a hero. And it fits right in with Mysterio's character that he's creating these illusions or monsters or whatever just so he gets fame and everyone treats him as a hero. And he's actually like behind everything. To You're begin. very much not wrong and very much in line with how he has been in the past and how I do suspect it's going to be. Cause in the beginning they showed like a sand monster thing. And I was like, Oh, is Sandman in this movie? And yeah. then there's a water one. And I was like, who's the water villain? And it's like, an obscure, there's not really hi- yeah, hydro man type of thing. And then it was when Mysterio stepped in cause watching the trailer, I'd kind of forgotten. I was like, Oh, and then Mysterio steps in and I'm like, this all can kind of make sense now canonically of what's going on. Yeah. The one, how do you feel about the casting choice for Mysterio? I, I'm down for it. I, so I, I think he's going to be good. I don't remember him from like much else. Like what is... Are you kidding me? Jake Gyllenhaal? Guy Jake like, Gyllenhaal? You don't n- remember he? him from much else? Like, Do- he, so Donnie Darko was okay, where, wow, where he broke long, out. Yeah. Okay. But then he's been, he's been in Nightcrawler. Uh, he was in Source Code, which is a movie that's like dear to my heart. Okay, so far Nightcrawler haven't seen Source Code, haven't seen. Oh God, the Nightcrawler is such a good movie. Like you have to watch it. He's, He's the like, photographer guy. Who's, yeah, as yeah. opposed, was he in Driver as well as like? No. Okay, I lumped those two movies together as like creepy guys who like 
beat up people. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually what happens. In that is movie. not what happens at all in Nightcrawler. But he is creepy. Don't don't get me wrong. Like he does a fantastic job of acting in that. And did you see the Velvet Buzzsaw trailer? No. That's coming out on Netflix in uh in February, and I have to see that. You should go home and watch that trailer. I don't even know what it's about. Yeah, exactly. Sure. You should just go home, watch that trailer. I know you just said you don't like watching movie I trailers. Don't. But this is about to because you don't even have any idea what the movie's about. Which is why I'm like, should I just watch the movie on your recommendation? I mean Or should I know what the trailer is to get hyped? Or can I just go in cold? Which I also enjoy going to see like movies cold sometimes. Okay. So part of me wants to say just February first, watch Velvet Buzzsaw on Netflix. Will I like this movie? Um one question. Is it a T Man movie? No, it is oh, not a T-Man movie. I do like T-Man movies. Ah, yeah, no. So if for, for the general audience that is listening, T-Man movies are pretty much bottle episodes uh, is the best way to describe it. But usually it's it all takes place in one area. Location. Like there's one, one single location and usually involves people killing each other or facing oh, off. I, I just usually put group of characters who cannot escape from a location – with some sort of psychological conflict. And, and That's it. physical dangers. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. Like, usually people are getting picked off and you're trying to figure out who's going to survive. Yeah. That sort of thing. And I enjoy those, but because I knew T-Man from, like, college, that, that has become T-Man yeah. movies. Yeah. Are yeah. basically those types. The last one we saw, I think, was uh, Free Fire, which was a very underrated movie. I think okay. we were the only ones in the theater. It was me, you, and Slim. That I was watched it, this? Yeah, Free it Fire? was Free Fire. It's the one where, like, they have, like, the... the weapons deal oh, or the whatever gun one yeah and then they like stop what it was even called it yeah was a, yeah army hammer was in it yeah army hammer With, was like, in ridiculous it charlto copy i believe that the um brie larson aka captain marvel she yeah. was in it yeah and everybody had weird accents yeah i don't yeah. know why <laughs> or if it i don't even know if that movie was trying to be political or not it was just great yeah, yeah i really like that movie yeah. and that reminds me i need to get that because i'm never gonna Okay. It's not probably not going to ever be on Netflix or anything because it didn't do any money. But I'd like I would like to rewatch that movie. Anyway, okay. So, is there anything else about the Spider-Man trailer that you want to talk about? Um, suit details. There was a black suit. I was excited about it, but it looks kind of like the noir Spider-Man suit, yeah, right? But did I you think, see Into the Spider-Verse? By the way, I loved it. Oh yeah, it was oh, amazing. That's one where I'm like, I don't usually buy movies anymore, especially now with like. I don't really have a DVD player of a regular sorts, just the computer and it's a Mac. And anyway, long story short, I kind of want that DVD because yeah. I want to see the behind the scenes and the extras. The other part, when watching it, I didn't realize who was voicing all of that stuff. Uh huh. Only when I'm watching the credits, I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> One of my favorite actors of all time. Nick Cage is in this movie? Yeah, he, he voiced Nora Spider-Man. Yeah. And John Mulaney was Spider-Ham. Yep. It was like, I was just... And I wasn't of all of the things in the movies, spoilers, was not expecting to see the Japanese anime Spider-Man or <laughs> Spider-Woman. Uh, it was like Penny Parker, I think was her name. Yeah, I think. That I, uh... And I knew there was a manga version with like a diva type robot thing. That's the amusing thing. Like my friends were there and was like, was it all this real? And it was like, these are all actual real spider comic like people like Noir Spider-Man. I liked. I've read him. Spider-Ham. I've seen a bunch of times. He pops up in Deadpool surprisingly fun to watch them on screen yeah yeah i i liked it and i also liked the out there picks 
Yeah. Like, including, like, anime Spider-Girl mm-hmm. slash whatever. And, like, how the anime... Yeah, and, oh, Spider-Gwen did so well. I'm so I happy for Spider that I love Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen, like, that costume design is probably one of the my favorites. Shoes and yeah. The oh, yeah. And you, you should read the comics, then. They're not a long run, but they were kind of, like, at least a year or two. Supposed to just be an off-world story and then got super popular... And it's continued on to where I think they might use like this type of a storyline to continue it because it's just yeah I've heard there's going to be they they're already planning a sequel to Spider Verse nice and they're going to do a spinoff with Spider Gwen good because this was one where like when I remember reading the comics when Miles Morales came out and people hated on him because he was brown basically mm-hmm. and even I was like ah eh, this is not the Spider Man of my youth but it's just it's a different one because they keep killing off fucking Peter Parker why I hate it they killed him like three times or reset his entire life this one did it actually in such a good way because they did it alternate universe they established it in that way and Peter Parker is somewhat a lot there's a aging Peter Parker out there and stuff so it still keeps things intact enough for me where it's like stop fridging Peter Parker basically at this point <laughs> Okay. Uh, sorry, I, I, I yeah. cut you off on the, the Mysterio and Spider-Man trailer. Was there anything else? So Jake Gyll- Gyllenhaal is apparently a star. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, so, again, I'm just... I, he's been... Was he the guy in Brokeback Mountain? Yes, he was in Brokeback Mountain. So I know that, I guess. That's my references. Dottie Darko? I man. mean, I so there was a movie called Love and Other Drugs. Nope. I never saw it. I just remember there was a big deal because... Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway were naked for like half the movie. Like there was a lot of sex scenes or something. Again, I'm not being sold on this guy as Mysterio, but fair enough. He's uh, so just trust me when I say he has range and he is a good actor. Okay. Like he he can do this. Okay. I mean, I trusted the first Homecoming was fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> I I actually am gonna put faith in this movie yeah. quite a bit and get my hopes up. I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, so we we've gushed about Spider Man enough. Yeah. In case you couldn't tell, the two of this us are Spider Man fans. Yeah, uh, now we're gonna stick it to the man. We're gonna. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Fuck the man. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a choice. Okay. Uh, I've got two stories that I that I uh, want to talk about mainly, and then there's two side other things that I can talk about okay. if we get to them. One story involves greed. Okay. And one story involves pride and lust. So you had to throw the lust in there. I was like, pride versus greed. Greed would win. But this is a corporate story. I don't know how fun greed could... Greed could be fun, actually. A lot of bad things happen in the name of greed. Is lust actually a big part of that other one? I mean, there's porn and possible underage girls. Uh, that gets a little creepy then you're not trying to sell me on the underage girls but i'm like i'm, I'm not, would... definitely not trying to sell you on underage girls let me be very clear about that okay. i'm okay. saying it's part of the story so now here i'm thinking from a corporate standpoint what would be good for the podcast advertising porn would certainly work better than greed let's go with lust and greed <laughs> and no not lust and greed lust, lust and, and pride. pride okay um i did this for you guys <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about both, but we're going to, I just wanted, which one you wanted to start with. So Gearbox is a video game producer company type thing. Um, They produced uh, Borderlands series. Heard of it. 
they were the ones that finally put out Duke Nukem Forever, even though it took okay, ten plus that years. Suddenly, like uh, yeah, yeah, they 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 also did Aliens Colonial Marines, which was a terrible game. Oh, I was like, I think as a kid, not as a kid, as a teenager. I don't know even. Yeah. That's an, okay. So far, I'm not like, wow, I know this company. I love their products. I'm yeah, just like, they also did Battleborn, which came out a week before Overwatch and tried to be the same thing as Overwatch, and everyone completely panned it. Are they still going? I remember there was some like steampunk robots in there. <laughs> I don't know if they like made it free to play or stopped or whatever. Like it did not do well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Gearbox's CEO, Randy Pitchford, was sued recently by the company's ex lawyer who also used to be his best friend. Never. Yeah. Never good when your lawyer sues you, and then it's also <laughs> your best friend. Oh, okay. Um, so in November, Gearbox had sued the lawyer for <laughs> misappropriation of funds uh, that they he had been like using the company credit cards inappropriately and not paying off things. Oh and, God. only because you've mentioned the second half of what this is. No, no, it's not what you think. Okay, it's not what you think. So the ex-lawyer fires back in a countersuit and sues uh, Randy Pitchford, the CEO, mm-hmm. uh, for because he says that there is a $12 million bonus. Like he got an, a $12 million bonus kind of under the table that should have gone to employees uh, based on Borderlands. But the lawyer got the money? Oh, Randy no, got the, the money. the CEO got the money. So the CEO took some cash. Okay. And also, he's in possession of child porn. Boom. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that's, that's the bigger... Whoa. Like, that's not just a, like, little petty... That's, like, criminal fucking charges. Right. And, that, and so, it was interesting because the original articles about this, the headline was the $12 million, and no. then there was, like, a sub-paragraph of, like, and also he might have child porn. Like because it sounded like it was ups- the the child born thing is ub- was unsubstantiated and we're gonna get more into detail okay. about what it actually is. Uh huh. Um, but it claims it's underage pornography in the lawsuit, and so it really came across as Gearbox sues this lawyer for saying that they he used money wrong, and it's it came across like he was firing back like Nuh-uh, you used money wrong and you have kitty porn. Yeah, like it was it was kind of like this. So this is where like the pride thing kind of comes in a little bit where like these guys are like saying the other guy like, no, you at least I'm not a pedophile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. That's going to be a weird ringtone. We should make that. (laughs) Uh, So here's what happened. What seems to actually have occurred is that Randy Pitchford accidentally left a USB drive. At medieval times in 2014. Medieval times, like knights and stuff, like yeah, fighting each other, like, jousting yeah. competition. Like at, at, I think in Texas, or I'm, it might have been Texas. Okay, they're everywhere. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think I don't remember exactly. And who, he left a USB port, at a, a USB drive. Oh, USB. And drive. somebody that worked at medieval times picked it up, and it had confidential documents about games and things like so that it was on his it. USB yeah, port. yeah. It had like a lot of confidential documents, and it had his porn on it. So 
I mean, first you've got to wonder, I guess, but like, wow. Like, why do you have work documents and porn on your computer? Uh, I mean, on your computer, that's one thing. On your USB drive, that's yeah, a whole yeah, other yeah, level. Yeah, you're carrying around thing that has documents and porn on it. I mean, so because the only reason I can think of is, okay, you need your work documents when you work, and then when you go home, you still want to take your work home. That's fair. Do but, you want to take the stuff from home to work? <laughs> like, is it really it can't wait? That you just need, to, it needs to be portable? <laughs> that's a level of a, okay. And so this kid found it and was like, oh, God, and contacted Gearbox or whatever. And they got the USB port back. And so this happened in like 2014. Uh, And so the lawyer alleges that the porn on this USB drive was underage porn. Uh, But Randy, in a podcast interview that came out a couple weeks ago uh, in December sometime, uh, talks about this story and says that it was not underage porn. It was barely 18 porn. Oh, God. Um, that weird, weird subgenre where it's barely legal. Yeah. And that it was for research. I'm making what? air quotes here as yeah, I'm saying like... this. Uh, because he was a magician and he was researching it because... That cam girl wasn't. It was like cam girl porn. Uh huh. And like the cam girl wasn't was doing magic tricks because uh-huh. what she was doing was not real. It was magic, and he wanted to study it to see how she did what she was doing. Because side note, porn isn't real. But <laughs> like, well, there. Okay, so there is. Oh, a, she wasn't just doing porn. She was doing magical porn. No, no, she was doing porn. But there is a certain. Uh, Thing that happens when females orgasm sometimes that he is convinced was magic and not actually happening and he wanted to figure out how this girl like, was doing that first i thought you were gonna explain sex to me and i was like really buddy no but no like, no no at the same time i'm trying I'm... to be somewhat vague but people should know what i'm talking about i don't want to like get but into now this i'm discussion. really puzzled and i'm like Ping pong balls? Are we talking about like <laughs> oh God? Okay, like you know no, disappearing stop. rabbits? Stop! 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 Okay, we are a PG thirteen. I mean, we're we're in. You just we have said, decency. You just said freaking ping pong. balls. I just said ping okay? pong balls. I mean, Forrest Gump, like sports. We're just talking about random things. <laughs> okay, wizards, um, magic. All right, right. So. I have a water bottle. Oh, you're going to go that way. And I squeeze it, and it squirts water out at you. Really? That's what we're talking about here. (laughs) And he wants to prove or disprove, or he believes this is magical. Yeah, and that's his excuse, apparently. (laughs) She was a magician. (laughs) That's what it was. I just wanted to study magic. So, to be fair... wait, why did he need to research this? So, here we go. As a video game developer. This is... So Randy Pitchford is a fucking asshole. Like, let's be clear. Like, <laughs> Randy Pitchford sucks. I want to be very clear about that. My opinion of the guy is very low. He is a terrible person. Um, so he has a theater in his own house that he calls the Peacock Theater. Okay. And he has magic shows at this theater. Magic in air quotes shows? Or like no, actual magic, magic shows? shows. Wow. Like, he actually invites people to his house, to this Peacock Theater, and has, like, magic shows. 
So every so he has often, a legitimate like he used to actually be a magician or something too. Like every time we do this podcast, these are the moments where I just I never <laughs> would predict in a podcast about video games. We're talking about Peacock Theaters and a dude inviting people over to watch magic tricks. Yeah. And so I, I'm going to, I want to okay. get to the full Distilled. scope of this. He's researching for his own theater for them to yeah, do yeah. this type of magic. I don't freaking know, man. Um, and so in the lawsuit of the lawyer, of the ex-lawyer to Randy Pitchford, he also claims that Randy Pitchford had, quote unquote, peacock parties where... Wow. Older men exposed themselves to underage people and laughed about it. Wait, okay, now that just got weird again. Yeah, so like, like this, I was like, this oh, is a sex lot. parties, but it's not sex parties. This is just sounds like weird jackass stunts. This is where it gets weird, and like this entire thing is like a lot to unpack. Because I was like, oh yeah, old school Hollywood or like old rich guys like doing weird stuff with their money and like weird kinky parties and stuff like BDSM. Yeah, I'm down. I know that stuff. This got weird though. They just exposed themselves to like, maybe like Randy Pitchford denies any of this and just says it's libel. Like he's saying none of this happened. Okay. And we don't know of any more information than what we have. We know that there was a kid's day at the Peacock theater. Like, Oh God, a while ago. Like there's evidence of that online. Apparently this feels like the new age, Michael Jackson. I I don't think so. My personal opinion is I don't think it's that bad. Like you think the lawyer is being petty or liable. I think, I think the lawyer is being petty. I do think Randy Pitchford is an asshole and probably like embezzled that 12 million or whatever you want to say. I don't think the kitty porn stuff is actually going to come out. Like I, it doesn't, it feels more like a stunt to me. So here's the weird part. Imagine if you were that kid working at medieval times, like so many years ago, and then you get contacted or subpoenaed and it's like, Hey, remember that USB? What are the details of the porn in it? <laughs> and you have to go and like remember, and you're a key witness in all of this. Do you rem- did you look at the porn? How old do you think that person was? Were there any magic involved? <laughs> I would not want to be that dude. That's way above my pay grade. Yeah. It. Oh God. This story. I. This all happened over the course of like two or three hours on on twitter on a friday like someone like kotaku originally reported the lawsuit and then people just kept unpacking all the stuff that Uh was in it and it was just like everyone was going like wait what like the magical like a clown with the ribbon trick and just pulling the thread and it just kept changing (laughs) colors it just kept going and going yeah yeah i have seen that magical trick never mind (laughs) let's move on that is that's pretty much the gist of what's going on right now. Like this was just filed, so we'll see. Randy's like made a statement and said none of this is true, but I can't say any more because you know it's yeah. legal business and blah blah blah. So we'll see what happens with this lawsuit. I kind of am curious because this is fascinating. I don't really care so much about the twelve million dollars. The pedophilia yeah, it, it, accusations seem horrendous. Yeah, as does though the the magic trick slash peacock theater part. Unexpected, completely <laughs> solid gold. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. <laughs>
that that was not needed okay i'm just this is a pg show nothing <laughs> happened there i just happened to take a deep breath it's not like there's a person here in the <laughs> you people are filthy <coughs> as is t-man okay um so the uh the other story is a lot less of that <laughs> i think i chose the right one to start with <laughs> You're welcome, folks. Yeah, that that really drew the listeners in, and now we're going to uh, uh, go them down with some greed. Yeah. Uh, so the other story that was big um, was Activision and Bungie split up last week. Uh. Um, so if you don't, so just as a refresher course, and for those of you who don't know. Uh, Bungie was the developers that made the original Halo games for Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they, I think they made the first three and then they split off from Microsoft because they didn't want to work under like corporate overlords type things. They wanted to kind of Mm -hmm. be free to do their own ideas. Company of sorts. Sort of. Uh, And then they immediately partnered with Activision shortly after leaving Microsoft, who was even company, who is a big game company and probably even worse than Microsoft. Ah. And so then they ended up making Destiny, uh, which... Popular game. Yeah, it has been... to get a lot of acclaim. And so... And then Destiny 2 came out. And the Destiny 2's had a real rocky relationship with everyone. Like, everyone's been complaining about it. It's had a lot of ups and downs. Um, but yeah, so last week, uh, Bungie and Activision officially terminated their partnership. Uh, so Destiny... Or, Destiny is now free. Uh, Bungie is allowed to do whatever. They, I think they they Bungie got the rights to the Destiny IP, so they get to continue doing whatever they want with it. That's good. Um, I think that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely what they want. It's unclear as to whether they'll continue to work with Destiny Two, or if they're going to immediately go into Destiny Three, or if there's just going to be something else that goes on. When you have the IP, so they have all the Destiny lines. So two is kind of bundled in there, right? It okay. seems it seems like the uh, Activision is still going to work with Bungie for like supporting Destiny two for a while because like it was done through it's Activision Blizzard, so yeah. every Destiny was done through BattleNet. So like you have to use the BattleNet client to get into it. Um, so there's a lot of like logistical things that's going to be going on. Okay. So it's right now it's a little murky and unclear as to how things are going to proceed, but future stuff is all Bungie. Like Activision Mm -hmm. is no longer involved with the IP. And so that by itself isn't greed. Yeah. But like Activision has been one of my most hated companies for like a decade or more. Activision, not Blizzard, but Activision. Activision. Like, why? Okay. I know and the that's name why, of And company. that's where the greed comes in because I, I'm going to take this opportunity from Activision and Bungie splitting to uh, rant and rave about Bobby Kotick and how horrible, horrible person he is. He might be a great CEO, but he is a terrible, terrible person. An asshole, if you will? Yes. That I, I Well, like... An asshole of a different nature. He is, yeah, it's an asshole of a different nature. Like, Randy Pitchford is a con man who is a, a jerk, and yeah, he sucks. Bobby Kodak is, like, the perfect example of capitalism. Like, oh. 
down into a like a single human being. Like so he only cares some about people might profits like him just and, because of his I mean shareholders like him because all he cares uh, about is profits. Like he So let me let me get into mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Uh Bobby Kotick was quoted once as saying the goal that I had in bringing a lot of the packaged goods f- folks into Activision about 10 years ago was to take all the fun out of making video games. I mean, quotes can be like edited or like, no, that, that's he, like he said that at a securities conference. Why? Like, I'm like, he had to say this in a, he, 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 he no, why? No, like why? he, so, so, and also, so just so we were clear when Bungie and Activision, when Bungie found out that they had officially split from Activision, everyone in the room cheered. Like, this was a report. Like, they were so happy to get out from under Activision. Uh, because Bobby Kotick is the CEO, and he runs things as profit, profit, profit. He only he doesn't care about futures. He cares about maximizing the current profits. It's he that's he is responsible. I mean, he is responsible for driving the Guitar Hero franchise into the ground. Uh, he's he responsible for driving uh, Tony Hawk into the ground. Uh, the Skylanders series was driven into the ground. It, it was a massive hit, but they released so much so fast that uh-huh. they flooded the market. And uh, it seems like there's a pattern. Like Tony Hawk, they just made shit tons of games. Same with like the other one, well, that, Guitar Hero. They just made. So it's is his goal just make as much as we can while it's still hot, and then flood the market, and then oh, move on to something else. Uh, yes, that is basically the goal. Uh, another quote from Bobby Kotick is with respect to the franchises that don't have the potential to be exploited every year across every platform with clear sequel potential that can meet our objectives over time, becoming a hundred million dollar plus franchises. That's a strategy that has worked very well for us. I mean, Activision is a huge company, probably making tons of money. And he's probably very, very wealthy, and the shareholders are very. Well, so wealthy. here's here's the thing: they have run literally every franchise they have into the ground, except for Call of Duty. Oh, like the only game that Activision is regularly releasing now is Call of Duty, and like Call of Duty is still a huge hit because like game bros everywhere always buy the new Call of Duty. They have like something like 12 studios under them. Mm-hmm. And I think it was something like seven are currently walk- working on a Call of Duty of some sort. Like, I think you had mentioned this way back in the day of like various companies on the Kurt Schilling episode or something. Yeah. Like they. Like how game studios work on this. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. Like, so they have a revolving. Th- they have three main studios that work on the mainline mm-hmm. Call of Duty games. So they're on a revolving three year schedule. So there's always a Call of Duty coming out every year. Like someone's working on this year, someone's working on next year's, and someone's working all the way on the two years out one. Exactly. And then as soon as they finish their year, they just start up on the next one. And then like the other four studios make like DLC and extra maps and Mm -hmm. things like that for the Call of Duties. So they. I mean, so far, yes, he sounds greedy slash very corporate slash very capitalistic. Like an Ebenezer Scrooge type of guy, but. In today's world, he's a shitty person. Like I, I, you're not going to convince me no, otherwise. No, I'm not here. trying to convince you. I'm just like, okay, he's he's capitalistic, unfortunately. Yeah, I. So but you're equating that. He's not done anything else. He's not had like 
weird sex parties and stuff. No, he's not done any he's of that. He's just very corporate, but he's destroying franchises also. Yeah, he's destroying like. franchises. Uh, like, guitar, when Guitar Hero, in 2009, Guitar Hero 5, Guitar Hero Metallica, Guitar Hero Van Halen, Band Hero, DJ Hero, and Guitar Hero Smash Hits all came out in one year. Yeah, that's... Okay, so this guy is... He's sort of like burning down the rainforest to, like, fuel everything. He just completely exactly. burns it all down. He doesn't let it grow. Exactly. He, like, he, it's all about taking a franchise and just running it into the ground to make the maximum... Like, he doesn't care if it kills off in the future. He just wants maximum profits mm-hmm. now. There's nothing about, like, growth over time. So he doesn't sound like a gamer, per se, or someone who has, like... He said he wanted to take the fun out of making video games. Like, it's very clear he does not give a shit about video games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I don't like him, because he's a guy, he's a corporate asshole in charge of a video game company, and all he does is make, like, shitty profit. shit and profit. Yeah. And that's... The focus is profit, not a good game or something we can be proud of, or it's profit margins. When he made the exploitation quote that I gave earlier... Um, that was when I stopped buying Activision products. Oh. And the only Activision thing I've bought since then has been Overwatch. Oh, they did Overwatch. Yeah. And so, Ooh. like, I reluctantly admit that, yes, I follow Overwatch League, and yes, I play Overwatch, but that is literally the only thing I've ever done with Activision. That's why I'm hesitant to get Diablo. Oh, uh, like I just think of that as Blizzard stuff, and Blizzard is cool with me. But, but Activision... Activision acquired Blizzard. It's now Activision Blizzard, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. Oh, I wonder if he'll do that to the franchises there. That's what they're doing now. Like, did, remember how we talked about at the Blizzard at BlizzCon? Yeah. They had the Diablo Immortal for mobile announced, and yeah. that was like the high profile thing. Um, so Activision recently fired their CFO and hired a new one and the new CFO is getting a 15 million dollar signing bonus 12 million in stocks and 3 million in uh actual like cash monies so i don't understand like how the corporate world works in that sense of that high up i'm just a corporate pawn but like yeah it seems like doesn't that happen all the time so that's what a lot of people were arguing when uh-huh. this news came out like they except for the fact that over 2018, Activision has been forcing Blizzard to cut costs as much as possible. Oh, so they're hurting for money a little bit, but then this guy suddenly gets tons of money. Exactly. Blizzard has been told that they need to, you know, make more money. They need to start annualizing franchises. They need to up release dates. Um, they need to, you this, know, I understand. slim down the fat. And so, like, they stopped, I think it was the Heroes of the Storm esports. They just canceled mm-hmm. that without warning, which pissed off all, like, the people who were, you know, into it and making yeah. money off of it. Uh, because that was, like, just, like, not making enough money for them. And then they turn around and give the CEO, CFO guy $15 million. Like, oh, okay, so... Why do you need? Why are you making everyone else cut costs when this one guy suddenly just got this huge bonus just for showing up to work on his first day? He's gonna bring something to the table. He's not gonna bring anything to the table. He's gonna sit in a meeting and laugh about how much money he's making. Sticking it to the man. 
Yeah, I'm I telling guess. you, this isn't the Rage Against the Machine episode. Okay. Like, I, I, oh, I hate Activision. I hate Bobby Kotick. And like, the one of the key problems Bungie had is that Activision was forcing annual releases on them where they had to either... Like, originally, Destiny was conceived as an MMO-style thing, like World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. where, you know, you would just have one release uh, a year, and then, like, it's still, it's not World of Warcraft 2, like, it gets expansions, mm -hmm. but it's still just World of Warcraft. But Activision didn't like that, so that's why we got Destiny 2. Um, they for And there has to be, like, huge major expansions every year. Uh, I, this year or last year they got forsake destiny Two forsaken was like a huge expansion. Like there had to be like big things for people to buy every year in their contract. And that's not how Bungie wanted to like approach it. Cause they were trying to go for a more MMO style uh -huh. and it didn't. And so like, there was a lot of friction there because Activision was like, make us more money and destiny and or not destiny. Bungie was like, well, we want to produce what like, the way we so, want to do it like let it come about organically because if you flood it then you like it's so much content that how can you play through it is there, it all actually good or is it buggy is it kind of rushed exactly and also um destiny 2 so i don't play destiny so i'm not yeah i'm not an expert mm -hmm. in this stuff but from what i understand from fans that destiny 2 was geared a lot more towards casual players mm -hmm. trying to draw more people in and that was also an order from activision like destiny wanted to have like raids and like the high level stuff be hard to get and activision was like no you got to make it so people just keep playing the game I we never, want everyone in on this i never really thought about like strategies for making video games or such like i just assume video games are made because they're fun and it's like it's a group of people who are like oh we want to tell a story and be creative i didn't think about this of like a corporate strategy of how to release and make video games behind it that's i mean that's literally what activision is yeah. and also i just like to point out the fact that in our atari episode i mentioned that Activision was originally founded because they were tired of the Atari people being too greedy and not letting the developers have their names on the project. Mm. And so it's really hilarious. And in like that dark, awful, I want to punch something way of that Activision has turned into the exact same company that the original developers left Atari because of. Either you die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself as the villain. You got that quote wrong again. Shh, it still sounds kind of smart. I love it. <laughs> I just love it. <sighs> Harvey Z, the quote fucker upper. With a new hair cutter? No. No. Okay. <sighs> okay. I, I I'm exhausted from yelling about You're ranting and such. You need Do we have happier things? Because again, 2019 happy yeah that, that i mean suddenly we're raging and sticking it to the man and uh i've got a few other bobby kodak quotes i wanted to just say just to drive it home okay we um, really want to convince these people he's an asshole he said in addition to building our player communities and service platforms for the benefit of our shareholders that's what he wants to do i mean so if i'm trying to make some money here it sounds like activision is a company to invest in they seem like they'll pay me well I, in what I like, but as a gamer, perhaps not so much. As long as the Call of Duty bubble doesn't burst. That's true. 
They're like, kind of putting it. Don't they have anything else right now? Or so, so this is uh, this is like a giant source of inner conflict with me. Um, they're publishing the next From Software game uh, called Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Uh-huh. And From Software is behind all the Souls games, Dark Souls, ah, yeah. and they're like one of my favorite series of all time. I really want this game, Ooh. but Activision is publishing it. So this I'm enjoying now, just watching the inner turmoil and conflict of like <laughs> you're sticking it to the man. It's easy to stick it to the man when fuck Call of Duty, but now, now what happens? Well, I think I've ultimately decided is that I'm going to buy it used, um, so the money doesn't go to Activision. Uh-huh. It's a it's a nice compromise, and that I will still get to play the game. Uh-huh. Uh, but no money will go to them. GameStop? Probably. Maybe GameStop. Uh, there's other used mm-hmm. games that are like maybe more of a local store if they have it uh, to you know support small businesses. That's that's how you that's how... ease your conscience a little bit? I mean, it. <sighs> this happens all... It's not just picking on you as a gamer. I mean, this happens all the corporate world itself of like, oh, boycott these guys. They use animal testing or, oh, this... And it's easy to do that for a specific product. And then you find out, oh, wait, they also make my cereal. They make my this. They make my that. And it suddenly, I don't want to boycott, like, my coffee company. I don't want to boycott everything. And then it becomes a, well. Yeah. Well, what a tangle web we weave, which is about lies. But I'm trying to make it about corporations here. <laughs> Again, sounds wiser. Yeah. So oh, he, here's 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 the good one that I wanted to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to quote uh, Bobby Kotick is saying. I think we definitely have been able to instill the culture, the skepticism, and pessimism and fear that you should have in an economy like we are in today. And so, while generally people talk about the recession, we are pretty good at keeping people focused on the deep depression. This was said in 2009. I mean, this guy... He sounds like a corp. Like all of these quotes are not meant for like gamers. These are like he said this at a conference. Like this was the same conference that he said the uh, make taking fun out of games quote at. Yeah, this like, isn't like private things that were like leaked. This he said this to no, people. But I, I feel like he's saying this at like corporate meetings or business meetings, not like E three or something. Yeah, but it was at the uh, what? Like, this what, feels like for the shareholders. It was the Securities Technology Conference. Yeah, like this is to reassure people we're going to make money, guys. Don't worry. Invest but did he not think that's not going to get reported on? I mean, there's a man out there who's an asshole who feels that his porn and his work business need to be on the same USB drive. <laughs> As we said, different types of assholes. Why would this one assume any different? I, I don't know. I just it's. <sighs> Like, I hate, like, video games are, is one of my most passionate hobbies, and I just hate seeing something like, that I enjoy uh, being ground down into simple dollars and cents, and dollars. Yeah. you know? Every, I understand that everything is a business because somehow we ended up in a capitalist society, uh, down with the proletariat, I guess, or whatever, but it's just, I... I've had this, like, I've been waiting for Bobby Kotick to not be in charge of Activision uh-huh. ever since he said this stuff. But, you know, he's good at his job. Yeah. Like, even though he's he sucks the souls out of every video game he touches, like, he makes money. Solid gold hits. He, he got, like, Call of Duty is the biggest franchise next to Madden, I would mm-hmm. say, and FIFA. 
you know, so it's, it's huge. It's always popular and somehow it hasn't died. I'm not sure how, like I would, is Call of Duty the World War II-ish one? Or uh, they it, just, is this like modern warfare and all that? It, it was like modern that? warfare as well. Like Call of Duty started out as like the typical World War II game and everything. Okay. And then Call of Duty 4 was modern warfare and that's when it took off. Because I was about to say, like, how many wars could they go through, like, doing this again? I mean, so, like, it was, they have – so there, there's modern warfare, there's advanced warfare, which is, like, slightly future. So it's, like, mm-hmm. guns that people know, but also, like, random future abilities and things like that. There was infinite warfare, which was, like, with spaceships and shit. Um, then they did Call of Duty World War Two. Uh, one of the other main series that just came out this past November was Black Ops. Like okay. they're up to Black Ops Four now. Vietnam War at some point. I don't know if they've. they've Do people touched make Vietnam. games about Vietnam War? I don't, or is that? I kind think of a... that's too of a sort of a subject. I'm, okay, because I was about to say, like, I don't actually think off the top of my head there's been any video games that really get into the. Yeah, I that don't one's. Think so. Yeah, you're right. Or like, there, Desert Storm is probably something. Mm. Or maybe it's in Modern Warfare of just like, oh, we have. Like the, yeah, the truth think, so we're not going to actually go out and fight like Iraqis or such. Yeah. I guess people really like the multiplayer and the shooty feely of. I mean, I know Call people like like combat simulators and stuff like that. It, see, for me, it's always just been like the call. The only Call of Duty that caught my eye was Infinite Warfare, which did the worst out of all of them. Because I guess it was too far out there for people, or like mm-hmm. I, I heard, also heard the multiplayer was like didn't feel right and whatever. I feel like if it gets into that point, it becomes like Quake, which was a great game back in the day. I mean, though, like so, like I like those types of games. I hate realistic shooters. It's just not fun for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't care about real guns. It has been interesting though, just watching you. Like you hate this man. I can see the <laughs> hatred like coming off of you. But I think it makes sense, actually, because I, I know I'm kind of arguing on his point. I don't actually support this Bobby guy, actually, partly because who the fuck calls themselves Bobby at this day and age <laughs> if they're like a corporate leader person? Like, it just reeks of like, I'm trying to appeal and be hip and cool. But like, he is taking, I know how much you like video games and how much you like gaming. And it's a passion for you. It's a. It's not just a business or such. But this is a guy who's fully taken it, automated it, and, like, corporatized it. In a yeah, way. exactly. And that's, like, this was something you enjoyed as a kid, like, growing up and stuff. This was childhood memories, nostalgia, ongoing memories. And this man is kind of, like, fern gullying, churning it all up and burning it all down. And, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's a, that's a very good kind of... Dropping that fern gully reference yeah, out yeah, there that, for you guys. Yeah, that reference, yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, that's what he's doing to it. And I just, I, a lot of video games are about imagination, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I, well, speaking of imagination, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I saw, uh, I, I saw this neat, uh, not even a trailer. It's just like a gift. There's apparently this game coming out where you're going to have, be able to like have your own little Falcon and you train it. Uh huh. And like it, it, the, the picture is like your little Falcon is like resting on your finger 
and you put your upper hand and he like grabs your finger in your hand and shakes it. Uh-huh. And like that just little animation by itself sold me on the game. Like that's all I need. I saw that from your Twitter feed. And I yeah. was like, it is pretty freaking adorable. Yeah. I assume it's probably like a VR game or something. So I'm not hands, sure. I don't know. Because that would make sense with the hands. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was pretty adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. Like that. I have no idea what that game is going to be about, but just the little things. The of, little falcon shaking your hand yeah. and you're like, I want, take my money, sir. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of imagination would not come out of Activision. Mm. You know, like that's not what the, what they look at, what would make them the most money. So like what's popular and Call of Duty is popular. So we're just going to churn out maps for it and, They've done disgusting stuff. Like, I've, I've barely even gone into the tip of the iceberg on this. Mm-hmm. Like, they... Should we save it, perhaps? Like, the for maybe there's another rage-filled hatred of why Activision sucks episode long-form? <laughs> or is that going to be just too I, I don't know if I want to do that. 2019, um, the year of positivity. Fuck that shit by the end of I, January. I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm we being, lasted I'm four po- weeks, folks. I'm positive. I'm positive that I hate Activision. Like that's that's where we're going with it. That's that's spin it. Just yeah. spin it. <laughs> that's what we do every day in this cold, cold corporate world. Um. Okay. Well, if this is gonna be like the negative episode, <laughs> like if we're this is like the, oh yeah, what, if we're going negative, let's go all out. What do you got next? So we got child <laughs> porn. We got like corporate greed. What other deadly sin you got cooking up for us, T man? We're well, what we're doing is we're expelling all the negative juju in this episode, right? Like we're we're getting it all out, and then next week we're gonna just have a nice happy. We're gonna talk about games. We're gonna be excited, and we're, we're gonna get back. To I feel it. like we, I I sent you a game. Have you played it yet? I have not. I, okay, well, you secretly... need to you need to get on that. Yes, because I, I don't know what it is. I need to play it at some point. I was gonna play. I, Corporate deadlines have come up, but yes, okay. Okay. I will play it. All right. I like how naive we started off this episode with such promise and hope gushing over Spider-Man. And now <laughs> let's expel, expel the hate. What All else? right. We've got, we've got uh, some more negative juju. So this actually came out today, I believe, maybe yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it unfortunately involves one of my games of last year that I enjoyed. Game of the year type? Not, no, oh, not my game. Manatees. Yeah, one of my manatees. Uh, so some DLC came out for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Huh. And it has struck a nerve with a lot of people because the idea behind the game and the way they marketed it was that your character could romance and be whoever they wanted to be. So like if you could play as a male or a female and they, they could be as gay or as straight mm-hmm. as you wanted, like... There was no canonical anything. You didn't have to be in a relationship. You could play them completely asexual. Mm-hmm. You could do whatever you wanted. Uh, and then so apparently at the end of the new DLC that came out, it forces the player into a heterosexual relationship where they have a child. Okay. I mean, I get it. It was inclusive. It was super awesome. This is one of those like. Oh, hold on, let me let me. Okay. Before before you do anything else, before I take a take on this. And so, uh, first of all, and a lot of people are upset on that, and you mm-hmm. can understand why. Uh, the other thing is, is when this happens, an achievement goes off called growing up. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so 
partly a lot of people are upset because of them. It was just a phase. Yeah, yeah. It's just a phase. And then there's the, you know, you're not a grown up until you have kids. Like, that's the goal. Like, you can't be mature. And, like, that's the end goal of life is to have kids. And what if we don't want to have kids, you know? And so there's been a lot of, like, a lot of backlash. Like, well, I, I was, I'm a lesbian and I played Cassandra as a lesbian and now I'm forced to make her have sex with a dude and get pregnant and have a relationship even though that's not how i wanted to play it unless you choose not to get the downloadable content or if you choose I, that not that's to, if the i only don't option. get the achievement yeah like you if you if you want to play the downloadable content yeah that happens but otherwise if you ignore it you don't have to do it but a lot of people are like i wanted to play it like some people have already paid for it like i've yeah. already played for the downloadable content mm-hmm. and for me it's I played my Cassandra as bisexual, mm-hmm. so I didn't. I she slept with pretty much everyone, but then I actually found like it. it was, so it was funny because I was playing her, and she would just like have sex whenever. And, and then now I, she's forced to for an well, achievement. No, well, no. So what happened was I ran into a character that I really liked, and I felt like they. So I, I don't quite put it as shipping, uh-huh. but like in terms of my own personal feelings on the matter. Like uh-huh. she stopped sleeping with people after she started sleeping with this oh, one. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. So... In this game where you assassinate people, adorable. <laughs> Love finds a way. So yeah. So like for me, it's kind of annoying because while it's not about like the sexuality or like the growing but up or whatever. probably not the guy who you need to. Is exactly. There specific... Yeah. So you have, so this does affect. I mean, it does affect me, but not... it's, it's you have not to like, like cheat on your in your your in my, story your narrative. Yeah, she has to break yeah. up or something to have this kid with someone else. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so yeah. It's gotten a lot of backlash and again negative juju. Like uh-huh. people are are upset about this. Anyway, so now that that's all the information. Now you can have your take. My take was this shit happens unfortunately, which is to say. If you're in the minority, and as someone who's been in the minority, these sorts of majority things happen all the time. Like, there, there's a fancy word I just don't know off the top of my head of, like, it's not triggers, it's not like that, but it's just, like, this shit happens. Like, most game developers don't even probably consider what they've just done, and might not game develop. Most people in the majority, when they make these sorts of things, or when they produce content, or when they make movies or such, are catering it, oh, it's for everyone, but, like, representation matters, but if you're in the majority and you feel represented, you don't really think about it as much. It's more active or more work to be inclusive. But as a minority, when you see the inclusion and stuff, like Spider-Man Into the Universe was super inclusive and it was kind of cool to see in a way of, like, oh, there's different types of this one character as opposed to when Spider-Man first came out kind of thing. But, like, it's one of those things that as a minority, you kind of... That's it. You just sigh. And it's like, it's just another thing on the pile that, yes, it's almost recreational outrage in a way of where you can be outraged at this next thing. But when there's so many insults and so many things, after a while, you get tired of it. And I personally, so like Harvey Z's hot take, I guess, is where I feel that the people in the know who have to deal with this shit, 
yeah, it's just another sigh and move on kind of thing. What's nice is having allies and other people out there who will get outraged and join in the recreational outrage and kind of help. And that kind of encourages people like, hey, let's keep fighting and stuff. But it is just another like, oh, it's another straight white male who's going to be the hero of this story. It's going to be another straight white male who's the hero of the video game. It's another straight white male who's the hero of the book. Yeah, that happens. And it's just... There was no happy, positive message there. It's just, that's my take. I don't know if that's what you were expecting or not, but it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then we kind of move on because that's the norm. The nice thing is, I will say in my lifetime, it has been changing. And seeing people get outraged is kind of inspiring when, like, even, so you are a, not to call you out or put labels on you, <laughs> a, I think, straight white male, but like, that was interesting to hear your narrative of your character, and it was personally affected by this. I wasn't expecting that story, and it was actually touching <laughs> to hear, even though slightly weird and not quite to equate it with someone who is a lesbian who has a lesbian character and such. Right. But, like, your character got kind of affected or bulldozed by this decision that the creators of the DLC probably didn't even factor or care about that because they were just like, oh, of course, this is the way it should be. Yeah, this is the story. I mean, we don't have IVF. What could we do? I mean, and the other part of it was that the whole marketing thing behind it, like if they hadn't marketed it as you can choose to play however you want to play, it's like the Mass Effect series had all these different romance options and they gave you the option of romance, like whoever Mm -hmm. you wanted and they didn't force you into a pairing at the end. Like it was your choice. This one, like gave you the illusion of it yeah it gave you the illusion of choice but then somewhere down the line forgot about it uncharted is a story series and there is there's a couple like drake and elena Mm -hmm. are are together and they go through like troubles and stuff but you know they're a heterosexual couple that ends up together but you weren't ever given like romance options or anything like it's a story-based game where, you know, you play the game and story happens. Uh, While Assassin's Creed gave the illusion of choice and it's an open world and you can do whatever you want and similar to, like, Mass Effect or a, uh, you know, more of an RPG type thing like, I don't know, Baldur's Gate or Mm -hmm. something like that where there's a story but, like certain ways you go through the story are up to you and you can play it how you want to play it. Um, and it, it's kind of like if we were having a D&D campaign and I made my character gay and then you as the DM were like, and now you're in a uh, re- romance with a woman and you're going to have a kid. And I'm like, but my character's gay. He's like, no, 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 no. This no, is no, the no. story we're telling. You're, you're, you're having sex with this woman, but my character's gay. Or you have the opposite where it's like, oh, my character's here. And it's like, oh, this dude comes up to you and he starts like touching you. What do you do and stuff? And it's like, uh, sometimes you want the boundaries of like, hey, don't force your story or your narrative onto my Exactly. Person. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So this just, I think the DLC just came out today. Uh, wow, or, just today? And this is. Yeah. Wow, like, okay. this just very, either it just came out today or it came out very recently. Uh, the discussion I saw on it just started today, so I don't, I'm, I don't know. Uh, but obviously, I haven't played it yet, mm-hmm. so we'll see how it develops or if Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft. I don't actually know how to pronounce that. Ubisoft, Ubi. Ubi, Ubisoft. 
Anyway, we'll see if they respond to it. <sighs> okay. So that's all the negative juju. No more? Well, there, there was another minor thing. The uh, Pinkertons are suing Rockstar, but... Pinkertons? Yeah, like the Pinkertons. Like the British detective? No, no. The, the Wild West Detective Agency, the Pinkertons, apparently they're like a... Wait, over Red Dead... Like yes. Their yeah. portrayal or something? Yeah, well, they, they sued them for like using the Pinkerton name or something. Because awesome. there's Pinkerton characters in it. I support this. Old time... <laughs> for some reason in my head, the Pinkertons are still old-timey sheriffs and They're detectives. not. They're like owned by Sweden now, I think. Still, I support them 100% <laughs> on this. That's awesome. They're going to lose. Why? Because it's 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 not f- founded on anything. They're the Pinkertons. They have their name. Yeah, but like, like you Pinkert- can't just put like the CIA or the FBI into a game unless you get their permission, I assume. Yeah, I think you can. Like, do you think every TV show that has an FBI agent as its star has gotten permission from the I, FBI? I assumed, yeah. You have to like clear it with the government. The government doesn't. So work. every time someone plays the president on the United of the United States, like they have to run the script by the president. Oh, that's okay. That's a little bit not no, but like I feel like if you use every a time agency, they have the Navy SEALs, you have to get permission from the Navy SEALs. I feel like they they can like veto it or something or say hey, every time they talk about Area Fifty One, you have to get the permission from the Roswell aliens. That'll bring up the see the way you do it is you just deny and say yeah you can do whatever because that covers it up a lot easier. <laughs> you, you let them get away with that, so no one takes it seriously. Roswell is real. <laughs> Uh, this has happened before. Apparently, I think they may have tried to sue Weezer for the Pinkerton album. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's, <laughs> oh, the Pinkertons now are just like bumbling detectives. <laughs> Pinkerton album is a Th- great that... <laughs> album. But man, suing Weezer for that? <laughs> I'm not entirely... I don't quote me on that, but I saw that come up in a discussion about this. So I'm not 100% sure, but in my head, it's happened now. And yeah, so, at yeah. this point, it's canon in my head. <laughs> I ship it. Like, now the Pinkertons just went from being awesome to, like, fumbling fools or, like, suing <laughs> Weezer, of all people, for that album. Oh, my God. So oh, Pinkertons. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. That's, that's all the news I had. Next week, I promise, unless, like, something yeah, super promising- drastic happens... We're going to have a positive game-related discussion about some of our favorite games or, you know. Because we, we played a board game this past weekend, and we didn't even talk about that. We haven't talked about it. Yeah, so that'll be something we can talk about in the future. Uh, we can Maybe we can talk about our adventures in Civilization, because we also played a, a short uh-huh. multiplayer game. All sorts of stuff to talk about yeah. that don't involve hatred and like corporate yeah. greed or like seven deadly sins. Yeah. Well, I, I said I, from the beginning, I, I clarified at the beginning of the episode, this was going to be that kind of episode. So also, though, I feel like so we've done like two or three of the deadly sins. You need to go and find the rest of them, man. Um. So later I, episodes, we need the four or five <laughs> that are left. I, I don't want to like the fans will want it right in. Yeah, okay. There so I want it. The funny the funny thing is is that Jim Sterling, he's a YouTube uh person who does like video game vi- uh reviews and uh every week he has an episode of a show he calls The Jimquisition and okay. he just if for like 10 to 15 minutes he talks about a topic and a lot of it is usually focused on the AAA industry uh, and like bad things like 
microtransactions, loot boxes. And Mm -hmm. so he brings, he's repeatedly brings a spotlight on like shitty practices that the gaming industry does, which is good. Uh, But one of his first videos this year was actually the seven deadly sins of gaming Uh. and like Activision was greed. Uh, So I don't want to copy and plagiarize what he did, but we need to find new sins, find some new sins. I'm sure there will be more sins down the road or it becomes a, we need the last sin guys. What's (laughs) going to be the last sin? Let's take bets on it. Yeah. I think sloth was valve. Uh, I don't think any company can gluttony. Uh, I, yeah, see, I don't, I don't know them all off the top of my head. Uh, and I, again, if you want to watch that video, it's, uh, it's called the gym Quisition. It'll be in one of his re- more recent things. Uh, it came out a little while ago. Uh, but yeah, again, advertising other things on our podcast, listen yeah. to our podcast first and then go watch these videos. Okay, uh, so that's it. We're wrapping it up. We're ending the negative energy here. We're gonna. Oh, oh, that's uh, that's the other thing. That's what we're gonna end on. We're we'll ending on something a little positive. Oh, your mispronounced Hig. My, I mispronounced what? Hig. Your philosophy of Hig. Hig. No, no, you've got to say Huga. What? That's this... how. Like, if you if you type Hig into Google the, yeah. and hit the little thing, it's like Hoogie or Huga or something Huga. like that. Kind of like it, but hooga, hooga, hooga. Yeah, still need the fist clenching though. Hooga. <laughs> okay. I mean, there was no use in there, but yes, it's the Scandinavians. I should have just thrown in some random stuff. Yeah. So that was my like my instincts. First, my instincts were like saying that you didn't know wrong. what you were talking about. Yes. But like it, it, I. I, th- I feel my need as to, if like, you knew what who was as opposed to hig well i mean <laughs> <laughs> no nope okay fine. i'll take a point on that fine one. <laughs> fine you can take a point on that one i, I still would have yelled at you probably oh well okay anyway but yes it's who okay or, I'll, I'll play it for you after the podcast is over with we can analyze it who who okay right, so that's that's gonna be the philosophy from now on who 2019 who who all right, where can they find you, Harvey Z? At the Z is silent on Twitter, uh, and you can find me at T Man Plays Games on Twitter, and our podcast Twitter is at Make Me a Podcast. You can always find us if you want to email us at Make Me a Gamer Podcast at gmail and you can see my writings at tmanwrites.com. I've been updating every weekday now. Uh, I've been reading them now. They've been quite good. I kind of oh, want to go back. you reading them now? I know. And I kind of want to go back and read some of them now. Like, because <laughs> I realized, I was like, oh, this is really good. Oh, this was from October. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that's it. And uh, I promise positivity and hygge from now on. Sounds too much like loogie, man. I know. That's why the hygge. It's the hygge loogie. No, no, don't ruin, don't ruin it. I like Fuga, and we need to keep it for the year. Okay, all right. So we will see you next week, and be positive. All righty. No. How did that get there? <laughs>